Thank you for joining us on 420 grams uh, euro coverage special um bhai dekho kya hua hai italy ne dhoom macha diya hai that's the right way of saying it and uh, they've gone on a 29 match unbeaten run now courtesy of that 3-0 win versus switzerland which is huge their record for the national team going unbeaten is 30 so just one win away from it and uh, who'd bet against them breaking them breaking that record sorry in this tournament so when you're talking about italy and you talk about you know someone from delhi trying to act Italian and also the only way you can say the way I got the photo and think that I'm not going to talk about the Italian. That's the maximum that you can do because uske aage Italian aati hai ani. But you know what? The focus is going to be on the that team where everyone is touting as tournament favorites uh, for Euro. And to talk about it, we have two usual suspects as well: uh, former India player Ishwak Ahmed, Sadhant Ani, and today joining us from Italy is uh, Supriya Bhatt, who now makes this a quartet. Of four Arsenal fans, because खबर तो ये आई है कि after that performance last season, Arsenal fans ज़्यादा दिखते हैं नहीं. Supriya, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Thanks, Arjun. Supriya, just tell me about Italy. Yeah, what's the buzz like? Because um, how do I put it? A very un-Italian way of playing. Um, you know, Absolutely. because Italy prides itself in sort of that how do I say tactical, defensive football. Outthink the opponent off the ball, and suddenly comes this expansive style of football post Mancini. Was there ever resistance to this style of play, or the Italians are lapping it up? I think that you know, when you come from where they were, uh, a World Cup without Italy in 2018. I think at that point, anything was better. I think Mancini is three years in, and he signed another five years on his contract. So they're in it for a long-term project, and I think Italian football needed a, a, a revival. As we were chatting earlier, the actual league has been so competitive for a while that it was only time that the national squad started reflecting this. It's incredible. It's you know, it's it's a united team. Uh, they're hungry. They're enthusiastic. They're playing adventurous and attacking football, which for a long time isn't words I would have associated with Italian football. Um, and I think one of the big things I took away from yesterday was everybody who played and was interviewed said, "Questa squadra è una squadra," which means this team is a team. Um, I tried to do a little bit better than your your attempted at Italian. Yeah, at least, at least during the da 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 da, at least you you spoke proper Italian. You validated the show. <laughs> Look, they they they're playing a really united, cohesive game, and it's really exciting to see. Um, I I think that it's giving it Italy some life back. I think uh, Mancini said yesterday we did this for all the Italians and everyone suffering in the world, and I think it's just a nice moment uh, a year and three months after the pandemic hitting. I'm I'm going to ask you the most obvious question a news channel always asks a sports reporter outside a stadium: What's the buzz like? Um, the fact that 25% people are going back into the stadium and Italy was really Badly hit in this pandemic. Yeah, uh, the so stadium the was on. Like? It was on. It was on fire yesterday. Stadio Olimpico. Look, I mean, Italy is already one of the few countries in the world where four of their biggest teams share stadiums. Right? Stadio Olimpico is home to Lazio and to Juvent uh, and to Roma. Uh, uh, San Siro is home to Inter and and Milan. So already, if the fans are just such a major part of the game. But it felt felt like a carnival to me, at least watching from home. It was probably one of the louder games I've watched, barring Hungary that was at full capacity. Mm. Um, just really exciting to see. You feel like there's some life coming back. And has the media gone into overdrive? 
um, like saying Italy are world champions, we are assuming anything. No, less. I I think they know a little bit better. I mean, let's not forget that we actually just did, we skipped an entire World Cup. I think people yeah. are being cautious. I, I I don't think anyone wants egg on their face. And 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 with the Italian team, it is possible. Look, we've played Turkey and Switzerland. Uh, neither have been incredible. Even though a lot of people are talking about Turkey as being a dark horse, I didn't see it, and I don't think they've played that way. <coughs> so let's see. Let's see in the, <coughs> the round of 16 in the quarterfinal. <coughs> Ishfaq, what do you think? I, I think uh, I cannot agree more with uh, Supriya. She was there, you know, like both the teams they played. I, I felt they didn't. Both the teams didn't play up to their potential, you know. But but you have to give credit to. Italy also the way they played, you know, like as a team, and uh, and I thought that was really uh, brilliant, you know, like people people coming from defense and showing that character. They want to score goals, you know, like you you see, you know, like there is a confidence in <clears throat> team. To, they are playing, you know, like none of uh, whole team is uh, playing like a team, not depending upon one single player who will score goals. Uh, but i still believe they have they still have to do a lot more than this what they have done because i feel like the amount of in both the matches the amount of chances they created uh, was uh, too many in international level and taking converting conver- conversion rate was a bit uh, where i am disappointed because mm-hmm. when you will get a stronger team that might have that effect where aap kya keh rahe ho ki anambape patte show kara dega keli anambape sabke patte show karata hai bhai ye wo uska wo bmw motorbike saath mein hota hai wo bye bye tata sabko karta hai but but yeah you know like that's what the real deal is when when you when you will uh, when you will qualify from the group stages and you will obviously uh, will be facing some tough opponents and and honestly i i haven't seen their defense yet uh, tested mind you they are a bit senior players there you know like when there will be the pace we need to judge them also that time but but ishwak what is the balance for you okay so you've got two senior players who don't who are not the fastest of guys agreed i don't think anyone disagree with you but tactically uh, and you would you would know this ki if i position myself really well and i add another defender to sort of cover me then you can see, see through again see traditionally if you talk about italian teams they defend well their defense always has been the strongest point uh, uh when you, when you have s- such an experience in defense they know how to deal with the pace you know it just one i always when when i have my coaching classes also football is always about two yards left two yards right two two yards front or two yards back that makes yeah. a huge difference so so players when they have such such amount of experience they know how to deal with it they may just you know like if if right now they are having a higher line it's very simple the coach has experience they might have a two yard lower line you know deep deeper little bit so that's how they will uh, they will definitely negotiate but sometimes you know like on counter attacks that can be a bit difficult the way they are playing whether they will play the same i am i'm again saying uh, the peop, the players who are scoring the goals for them or not the regular goal scorers you know like the, the 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 main strikers are creating but not hitting the target even though uh, uh, you know like they look really good with the ball but uh, when when you have a good strong opponent 
can you take those chances which is very important i guess you'll only figure that out once they get out of the group stage it's a given now they're moving out of the group stages around uh, the 16 bhai aapne aapne calculation kari hai kuch tigda lagaya arya bhatta match ka ki who are they facing in, to bhai pehle to ye kehna chahunga ki bahut complicated bana diya hai bhai ye third place wale equations ne sir aap i think can be do do like afc all five qualify kore group stage kara do it would have, would have made this nonsense much 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 simpler <laughs> but uh, but anyway yeah yeah i i i mean i i'm envisioning a pretty deep run in this tournament for italy yeah, the way they are the way they started this tournament until the first team to already qualify they for the qualified round. yeah yeah pretty much for the next round and and uh, maybe we are seeing it maybe austria most likely ukraine they face in in the round of 16 Uh, and then will be the big one against belgium in the quarter finals uh, so so that's uh, that's what my chart is telling me why do you say ukraine you your can or austria they will third best runner runners up from the group nahi by second place in the group to third third wale ka gaye fir they are not facing the third wala team yes they are not facing so it's winner group a versus runner up group c bro you know yes this is complicated man yeah yeah it, it it took a it took a few hours yeah to, to kind of do all the points calculation and even then because of the third place kind of complications the best i have come up with is that it will be on goal difference between a few teams so sahi nikla na afc mein tera job pakka sir i'll tell you so supriya you know what happened in uh, india's group right um so we are we are Tendore Peter like come on we got to finish third we got to move into third round qualifiers because then we get to play four more games international games india doesn't get these many games we've done it we've qualified as third and we've Tendore uh, Peter they are well done india you qualified third <laughs> next day you get to know all five teams have qualified for the third round it's the best no complication only simple easy bangladesh coach ne to yahan pe bola tha koi baat nahi hum log dekhte hain aage kya karenge qualify hum log aage nahi pahunch paaye अब वो भी लोड्डू बांट रहे सर बांग्लादेश को सरप्राइज मिल गया दे वर सेइंग वी आर नॉट आर एम इज नॉट टू गेट टू थर्ड राउंड उनको तो सरप्राइज मिल गया कि ये लो जी हैप्पी दिवाली कंटिन्यू प्लीज सो ऑल द एंटायर वर्ल्ड इज प्लेइंग फुटबॉल एट द मोमेंट देयर इज साउथ अमेरिकाज प्लेइंग एएफसी इज ऑन द यूरोज ऑन या एंड आई थिंक आई थिंक द रेस्ट ऑफ ऑफ द कंट्रीज आर प्लेइंग फ्रेंडलीज एज़ वेल there were bunch yeah, of yeah. Uh, countries from uh, from the african confederation that were yeah. playing friendlies and stuff so I, I, pretty I much everyone died it yeah. burundi algeria was suspended i didn't know why but it's true i saw that africa were playing as well uh, so everyone's playing plus transfer season is on um, lots of chatter going on in this one month and, and transfer season yeah sukriya no sorry i was just uh, in in terms of what what so was saying about uh, italy locatelli was small rumor not a major rumor a uh, link to mm. arsenal about a week ago i think the article oh, 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 oh. but there That goes his career yeah uh, but but I, I, as he mentioned uh, obviously immobile he's already scored a, a lot of goals for italy but he should have scored a lot more like for me when i finish finish watching the game yesterday i was kind of like yeah we won but the quality of our main strikers was not where it should have been immobile should have scored at least a goal if not to he missed at least a one sitter to me Uh, but to see Locatelli and Berardi play that one-two, that first goal and that second goal were just unbelievable. Uh, I have to say. In fact, though, I think I think the Immobile thing is, uh, yeah, he, his record, club and country is like you know miles apart. 
but the good thing from an Italy perspective is, sir, two games played, two goals scored. He scored two on, uh, in the starting two games. Plus, coming into the tournament, I think his record was uh, four and six. Yeah. So, he's gathering momentum and that can always be good for the team. I think, uh, you remember when we did the first show also, even when we were talking about India, the, 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 the club and the international football is completely different. The pressure level and all those are like, uh, that is also different. Uh, I'm happy, you know, like, I think player like him, when he's already scored two goals in both the games, you know, like he scored, he should have confidence level very high. And and as, as Supriya was saying, he many, many times he was like in a really, really good position where in clubs, you know, like uh, day in, day out, you will see scoring him from those positions. But unfortunately, over here, he has not been that uh, clinical or uh, that that something is missing. I, whether it's a self-belief, sometimes players do have, you know, like that self-belief missing. They can do it here also, and uh, and uh, if if in next match also you know like uh, there is there is something wrong then if in next next match he of already scoring two goals in two matches if that momentum won't get him through to score more goals and nothing will nothing will do you know like uh, yeah. we say players coaches usually give confidence on that. But the main confidence comes when you score goals, especially for the strikers. Absolutely. It doesn't give confidence to you only, but to entire team. One of the striker is uh, scoring goals. The, the whole team feels confident. Also, the stadium really got behind him because I think that if if Italy had finished two zero and Immobile hadn't scored yesterday, he would have not. He that momentum would have been gone. He would have been kicking himself. So at a certain point, the entire stadium was cheering his name. Because I is think he, they realized he needed to thank, uh, Is he the guy? There's, there's a lot of chatter around. Uh, oh, Immobile scored today. Oh, Immobile did not score today. Is, is that kind um, of chatter always Yeah, around? because I, I think Insigne and Immobile are, are traditional big strikers on the team, right? Uh, mm. Locatelli plays for Sassuola, uh, for example. So, I don't think anyone who doesn't really watch regular football even knew who he was. Um, yeah. so, Only yeah. Arsenal watches and yeah. those who play football manager. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, the, so I, I, good point on Immobile gathering momentum. But even if he doesn't gather momentum, the way they're set up in the 4-3-3, Immobile can come deep, right? And you have Berardi, who, I, for me, this guy has been the player to watch. What a story. Nine years. I thought he's a new young guy who's come in. He's 26 years old. Nine years he's been in Sasulo, Right. So he can come in, Insigne can come in, and it can turn into a 4-4-2 or a yeah. guy behind him. So that, the kind of variations this team has and how they can switch play in case one guy is not working is a really good thing going forward. Yeah, you're, you're, you're spot on, man, in that uh, sort of tactical roundup. And it, it seems to also be something that's working for a bunch of teams in this tournament. We're seeing uh, more teams reverting or, or at least shifting to a 4-4-2 kind of shape. Uh, for some period of the game, depending on match situations. I think we saw France do the same uh, for large chunks of the Germany game. Uh, of course, Sweden from the beginning lined up like that and they had a solid outing against Spain. So, you know, it's good to see that some old school tactics and, and uh, ideas of how football can also operate are uh, coming back into, uh, into the scene. And uh, maybe because of the league, the Italian league and the, the kind of recent success they've had, the kind of diversification of the top teams in that 
club competition they've managed to bring in this mixed and or players tactical uh, awareness ability to adapt all of these things i think are coming together really nicely in this tournament to give people like us at least enough to talk about yeah. Hmm. Okay, so we've spoken about Italy, and we're we're through with our first segment. It's time now for our second segment, which focuses on stuff off the pitch. And off the pitch today, we've got an interview with someone. Now, Marco Anatovic of Austria has been suspended for one game by UEFA for using insulting language towards a fellow player after scoring against North Macedonia in their opening game. Anatovic reportedly racially abused Alioski, who plays for Leeds, by the way. And so our producer, someone whose face you never see, but today you will see. Vaibhav Raghunandan spoke to Nikola Staritz, a football coach who also works on anti-discrimination education about racism in Austrian football. So we're going to jump into that conversation with a start by talking about the Austrian captain David Alaba. I think now he's he's well known and he's also perceived as role models and and kids are running around with like Alaba t-shirts and everybody is like seeing okay the transfer fernal to real madrid and like it's really interesting for everybody but it took longer time for him to become a role model in austria i mean he was he's very successful since since years since the last 10 years and more with like bayern munich one of the best teams in the world and i would say if he if he would have been like a white guy he would have become a role model earlier so like i would say alaba had to be very very a lot, a lot more successful than any other whitey would have had to be to, to to become this person in austria this is the one thing and the other thing is like um alaba um he 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 played with fk austria wien until he was 15 i think and then he he quite very very early he 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 was um he changed the club and started to play in the bayern munich youth i think he was was 16 so like um even though the league in austria is not so not so well if if a person is not playing in austria then in particular in the youth age then like i think many people did not know alaba in his first years when he played for bayern munich because he he was he was so so young when he left austria and 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 just a few people followed um, his career in the beginning so like i mean he after the one to three years then he started to play in the in the first team of bayern munich and then like he became a little bit more famous but of course i mean racism is a is a big thing and i would say the fact that he's a black man um, different I mean there's on the other side um in Austria at the moment if we talk about like racism and xenophobia the main thing is like um um uh, against people coming from muslim countries so i mean a good thing for austrian von alaba is at least he's a christian so so like this uh, if he would be honestly if he would be like a black guy with like a muslim background then the story would have been different again so like um um but i can remember very well and when it was like seven years ago or so and, and alaba already was very very famous i mean a black austrian player and like one very high level austrian politician he he shook his hand and started to talk english to alaba <laughs> i mean this is austria yeah i mean and then alaba answered uh, like in in this classical viennese the hell yeah that's austrian. what i've heard i've heard he's that austrian. he's like he just said like um, i'm sorry you can talk german to me uh, austrian to me i'm from vienna so 
Yeah, I've heard like that his German is very Viennese. Like apparently yeah. he uses phrases that are very Viennese and yeah. uh, he talks like a lot like yeah. that. And I'd seen this in an interview on like something on Bayern Munich or something around that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's obviously very connected to home and yes. uh, he has this like very deep connection to Vienna also. Yeah. So, but I think this, this, this small episode, it shows a little bit like, like how the situation is in Austria. I mean, this politician did not want to be mean, but of course, I mean, he could not imagine that there is a black Austrian who has grown there, speaks, speaks Austrian as he does. So like, uh, it's really sometimes a little bit middle ages here and, and, and you, you have it all the time. And then of course you have like the, the hard and open racism you also have not so much at, at, at not so much if you look at the elite clubs because here of course like I mean if you're playing in the first leagues then like you have players from all around the world if you would not be open for that then you would not be successful so like this is like a globalized football market so uh, being being racist as a as a top club is just I mean yeah have clubs in Austria been taking the knee or whatever in support of uh, well for improving and uh, to combat racism? Like English clubs have been doing it for a year mm-hmm. now. Have clubs in Austria did they do it at all? I mean, I have conflicted views about this now, but uh, I just want to know if uh, Austrian clubs and players have been taking the knee and stuff. Anything of that sort? Yeah. Um, taken the knee and, and interesting the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and they did not um, anticipate it in Austria not at all but of course clubs are doing something but but honestly most of it is, it is because of our initiative and at least once a year most of the clubs um, join it and it's more like campaigning PR like going with you know the transparency on the field like we are against racism or we are against homophobia or or whatever we are like changing the topic sometimes but this is kind of like quite superficial and and also this is something that now is also um um um, the UEFA and the FIFA they also support this superficial campaigning so somehow the the the, 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 the top clubs, they, they have to take part in this. So it's kind of a little bit an image story. So yeah, being yeah racist, absolutely. That's exactly like what I yeah. meant when I said I'm conflicted about yeah. this. So like being, being racist and not joining these campaigns like is not good for the image of a club. So oh. this is the one thing. And the other thing is, are they really doing, you know, from their heart? Inclusion, really? yeah. Are they for, doing for inclusion and, and, and also the things that take time. I mean, having this campaign is so easy, but like other things like training their stuff or like really education things or like 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 having spaces where, they, where, where people who are confronted with, with discrimination can go to. And, and so the, the things that take more time and resources, and I would say they're not so, I mean, the, there are some clubs who are more dedicated here. It's in one, one, one club in Graz. They, they, they really t- take the, the anti-discrimination message a little bit more serious. But others, it's like, it's just always on a very superficial um, level. And one example, it's very current um, in the in the game against North Macedonia on, yeah. on Sunday. There was this case of Anatovic, and 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 um, I mean he he speaks the language, and it was said that he like said a, a racist statement against an Albanian player, um, and I don't know what he said, and I don't care. But interesting is the reaction, yeah. 
and the reaction of all his teammates and also the Austrian Football Federation is like, no racism, we never, never heard racism, no here, I did not ever hear a racist comment on the pitch. I mean, it's just like, it's just like, it's just a lie. I mean, I don't, I can't imagine that those players really did not ever, ever um, witness um, discrimination. And it was always, it was always like white, white players or white officials who said this. So, I mean, how can they say, perhaps they just don't notice. Yeah. So I don't care what, what Arnautovic said, but like the reaction was like the same, like it was 20 years ago. It's like neglecting. If you say, and this is always our role as fair play, we go there and say, okay, come on, Austrian Football Association. There has been like all your supporters shouted homophobic chants. You have to do something. And the reaction is always the same. It's like, what, where? Well, we have to see. No, there was no homophobia. We did not hear it. And then if it's proof, then they say like, uh, I mean, uh, not, we're not responsible for this. This is like a problem of society. So like, I mean, we can't change this. We can't do anything. So it's yeah. like always these this two kind of reactions and, and it was the same now. And, and, and this just shows that like they, they don't take the responsibility, not at all. So, I mean, even, of course, it's also like a bigger problem in society, but anyway, they as football is like one of the best funded sport disciplines could like take the responsibility and say, okay, we, we want to be role models. We want to make a change. We take it serious. We say, okay, we have a problem. Let's do something. That was a really nice uh, interview we have, Webber. Uh, that is, of course, our hardworking producer, Webber, who was uh, talking about uh, racism and how people are trying to tackle it in Europe. But Ganda joke to marna padega. Now that you've seen Webber, now you know why you don't see him too often on a show. <laughs> uh, no, but, but jokes aside, uh, uh, Supriya, the same issue persists in Italy as well. Uh, you know, historically, we've seen Italy, there's an issue, especially you, you've seen monkey chants. Uh, players have got angry and they have left the field as well. Uh, have have they sort of moved ahead from it, or does it still persist in various corners around football stadiums? Uh, you're mute. Amateur move. Um, a year ago, uh, the Syria launched a campaign to fight racism, and all of their posters featured monkeys. Just to give you context of how tone yeah. deaf it is here. Uh, <laughs> I think similar to what what she mentioned, uh, there is racism denial. Uh, I think there's a couple of factors at play. Italy in the last 10 years has seen massive economic decline, unemployment, but at the same time, a huge migrant crisis. Uh, I think when Balotelli first joined Italy, it started conversations, but nothing has changed. Um, when Lukaku joined Inter Milan and went to Cagliari, which any black player who's been to play at Cagliari, who's, who plays for an Italian side, has heard monkey chants. His own fans, the Inter Ultras, actually defended it and said, hey, Lukaku, and I paraphrase here, welcome to Italy. This isn't racism. This is just what we do. We just like to make jokes. Um, that's insane. Hmm. Your own fans are telling you, get used to the monkey noises. Uh, when Balotelli almost walked off the pitch at the Verona game, the Verona uh, Ultra leader said, hey, listen, this is Italy. We make fun of the way people look. We make fun of all players. We make fun of the color of the skin. But it's not racism. There's so there's no recognition of what is racism here. Um, I think segregation has a lot to do with it. 
but if you're not aware you're not going to be able to fight it the numbers are shocking i think that in 5 years there are 250 cases of racism reported across five seasons in the syria but if you talk to the average person they'll say no italians aren't racist which by and large they aren't uh is fuck if i can uh, bring you into the chat sorry supriya to interrupt uh, uh, but more or less if you die you can jump back in whenever you feel like it is fuck uh so much of your travel has happened through football and and, and you've been i think uh, all over the world now playing the game and and with teams uh what's your experience been like from that perspective both with interacting with fans as well as those you may have met uh, just a, a, in real life on the streets and and things like that i i think you know like it's a problem of and education from school people have been brought up like that if you if you we all know that when we talk about african players here the first thing mm. oh. for india is nigerian chalo nigerian se nigeria play dekho so it's 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 aapko shabd batau kya bolte hain sir habshi bolo habshi bolte hain stadium mein so lekha do teen nigerian habshi ko lekha so so it's it's like first it starts with the disrespect only you know like or they will be available cheap and they they you know like um you know like uh, it, it it's a big issue you know like uh, i have i know many times you know like how people call us hey, you indians <laughs> so so there is nothing in in middle east uh, you might it's not getting you know usually they don't get it doesn't get reported but but you know like you feel like a second grade citizen when you are called like that you know like uh, I, um many times uh i because i'm from kashmir so i have faced that uh, on a different way <laughs> and people from northeast i know they they have been racially abused uh, every now and then uh, but i think the problem uh, starts from the academic education also like we are in schools you have to stress more on that and then academy you know football academies where you have to you know like stress little bit more because it's very very important and uh, i think football teaches us equality which you know like is because one of the greatest ever player <laughs> who who played the game was pele so uh, so I, i think that is where we should it it should be everybody should be judged on his talent Uh, i was recently i don't know i think i uh, whether i shared with you arjun or not it was a bbc report you're now you know a lot, a lot was non ci sono negri italiani which basically means there are no black italians which second generation not so many now in the team yes so this this thing about being african but being at italian it's another race conversation that's pretty new in italy uh but any player who's played from boateng to el sharawi to balotelli the, the monkey noises the chants and then being told but, but actually guys you need a thicker skin hum racist nahi hai hum aise hi bandar ki awaaze bana rahe hain there's no defense of that but there's also no awareness within fan bases and society in italy at the moment that doing things like that is racist i think denial denial is the key here which everyone has mentioned nikola supriya ishwak everyone has said denial is the main thing here and just take arnautovic's case bhai you said ishwak has traveled the world courtesy of football here's another guy who's met 
अराउंड द वर्ल्ड कर्टसी ऑफ फुटबॉल सो इन दैट सेंस होता है ना इंसानियत होती है वो लोगों को मिलके होती है कि आप इधर-उधर जाते हो यू यू अंडरस्टैंड कल्चर्स यू सेट इन सोसाइटीज एंड ऑल डिस्पाइट डूइंग दैट डिस्पाइट डूइंग ऑल ऑफ दैट ही इज गॉन एंड डन दैट राइट सो इट्स सो इनग्रेंड इन यू कि वो आपके घर से चल रहा है या आपके फैमिली के अंदर चल रहा है तो वो यू नो वो एक भड़ास निकल रही है सो ठीक है आई थिंक द बेस्ट पार्ट इज दैट यू हैव अ कन्वर्सेशन द कन्वर्सेशन इज द मेन थिंग दैट द फैक्ट दैट दीस प्लेयर्स आर टेकिंग अ नी Uh, and while people may be right in a sense saying ki yeah superficial hai isse kuch hone nahi wala par usse ye ho raha hai ki india mein baith ke ek 420 gram karke show hai aur hum log uske bare mein baat cheet kar rahe hain and there'll be 500 700 other shows will be talking about it and that is the whole impact of taking that knee but i guess we're really far away from it but but the great thing is you know you're at a starting point or i don't know where you are which having a conversation about it because if you're not having a conversation about it then then this topic is dead and you know you have no way to fix it so that is great um, anything else you guys want to add before we head to web ki baatein i wanted to just say something whoever you know like our new new generation coaches you just have to stop it you know from where people think it's all right to say you know like you have to correct them you know like especially in india for example oh uh, chalo do nigerian habshi player ko leke aate hmm. that is where you have to stop it you have to tell them it's not the right maybe okay we can bring nigerian like liberian players which is fine but the the way you are saying it it, it it has to be you have to give them respect you have to tell them okay let's bring two good nigerian players rather than saying go oh, let's let's bring do chalo do habshi player leke aate hain so so uh, so i think that is where people have to understand people have to get educated habshi the word derived from long back in arab it, it was a place called habsha like where that's what it's like a kashmiri player ko leke aao it's not associated with the black thing and all maybe those african people were there and uh, uh, they have to understand it it's the name of a place that doesn't mean ki wahan se white color skin kabhi player aadmi ho sakta hai so it's not associated with everyone they are saying so so proper knowledge has to be and uh, you know like uh, we have to stop them and in there jab even players be casually bolte <laughs> dressing room mein bhi kabhi kabhi players casually but we have to stop it there you know like chote se mazak se bhi it gives you inside by uh, the moment aap ek chota sa mazak karte ho people realize okay it's okay to just joke on this i think we have to jaise hum log bolte hain bachchon ko gaali deni galat baat hai we have to tell them it's equivalent to the gali only so it's like we have to stop there theek hai sir main aapko waise ambedkar stadium which is like the hub <laughs> of taunts of racial taunts wahan pe maine ek bar hi suna tha habshi to bola tha uske pehle ye bhi bola tha national geographic hai habshi wahan khel rahe hain mai ka bhai this is next level kya bol and uske aas paas you know bacche the ki aapko you you played ambedkar bacche aate hain wahan pe khel dekhne ke liye match match dekhne ke liye so that's that and that's uh, a really bad one ha huh? i have that's really bad that's terrible, man. And the, you know it's not that uh, i mean of course hum log bhi gali khate hain bhai siddhant aisa nahi ki hum log gali nahi khate udhar khate bhi hain aapas mein jab pitch pe hote hain to probably khilate bhi hain ek dusre ko but but wo kis aap kis type ki gali de rahe hain kis kin words ka istemal kar rahe hain wo sab kafi i think mayne rakhta hai isme and and one of the things i have seen at least in indian football is that Uh, for what is worth now different people can learn different things from different experiences for sure like you were saying about uh, what anandish did and and he 
also immediately came out and owned up to this and apologized for it so so let's hey, well, once you know but uh, no, there's no. a full machinery behind him telling yeah, him no, fair enough, fair enough, fair so nah. part of the conversation is that when when a player does something like this then immediately there are 10 100000 people telling him ki bhai ye aapne galat kiya hai including his own captain in this case uh, david alaba who uh, physically told him to shut up you know on the pitch so so uh, that it's super important what also ishfaq said that in a country like india where players are coming from so many different uh, caste backgrounds religious backgrounds economic backgrounds uh, ethnic backgrounds that in the dressing room you get this kind of melting pot scenario where people get to experience one another's cultures and if we learn from it and maybe get some uh, get understand one another and accept what, what each one of our uh, guests on the show learned so much from from playing the game with people from all over the country fair point i'm going to move ahead uh, but just one more thing because we said ambedkar stadium na uh, when i used to play at ambedkar as a college kid so the ball the ha ball aate the achhi tarah so that time my idol was i used to love watching pablo aimar now if you remember pablo aimar used to have that huge head of hair and so i had grown my hair like that now i was playing in ambedkar and these guys such slime balls whenever i would touch the ball wahan se ek section se awaaz aate abey aishwarya ball chhuriya <laughs> <laughs> ball <laughs> and for the entire season they kept on doing that nothing racist in that but I thought I'll just put it out there time now for web ki baat hai where we're going to talk about a certain Sergio Ramos who has left Real Madrid after 16 long years hmm i think we saw it coming right he he was first uh, left out of the the spain squad and uh, now vishwak uh, real madrid this guy has been an absolute legend you can talk about his play acting you can talk about that he goes in to get players injured i i find him that one of those the most street smart players in world football sir ki wo matlab wo dikha bhi dega ki chot lagi hai wo chot maar ke bhag bhi jayega he's that kind of player hey i totally agree you know like he has he has been, he he's definitely a legend in football right now like uh, played for spain for so many years still playing and for club i think uh, you if i don't know when you must have uh, if you can recall whether he was sitting on the bench ever mm-hmm. uh, you know like uh, a first eleven choice which is a big deal always in a big clubs and for the country also so uh, uh, you are uh, that that level of player if you do a little bit playing acting also which is uh, you know like people say it's okay but 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 you know like with this is that charisma with him we can say you know like mm. uh, you know that aura around him is always sergio ramos you know like people you know like in india there are huge fan following you know people players want to be like him you know like young kids want to go and be like him you know like uh, that that's a good that that's a fantastic thing you know like you are not a striker you are not a midfielder who 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 shows us that fancy skills or scores fancy goals you are playing a defender he has been the great ambassador of the game i think uh, i think uh, as a defender he will go to uh, the history uh, playing for real madrid so many you know 16 years and mm-hmm. uh, and, and and have a trophy cabinet at home you know like uh, How many? I don't know how many European Championships he has won. So we don't know trophies because we support Arsenal. So we don't <laughs> even give. We don't take care. We don't even look at that. 
भाई वी शुड नो दॉफीज बिकॉज वी आर ऑलवेज Any big thing to win? Premier League, Euro, nothing left in six years or seven years that I saw. Yes, it's just massive. It's completely polar opposites on the field. Yeah. Uh, job but being the same kind to of protect the team. Ha, job being the same to protect the team, but करने का तरीका completely different sir. Completely. Yeah, well, well, Kante का एक चीज है, you know, like uh, his energy levels are amazing. You know, I think uh, so far maybe. Uh, what i remember the defensive midfielder players he must be the the one of the best so far i have seen ever in football because that is what you need for defensive midfielders he covers right he covers left because defensive midfielder's job is to be the first defender when it's the counter attack or uh, or or to break up their play and he does it uh, superbly एनी भाई बिफोर यू गेट इन समथिंग अबाउट मैट हमल्स यू सपोज आसनल इज योर टीम इवन दो यू माइट बी इन डिनाइल अबाउट इट यू नो कि अंदर टैटू दिखा दो आपने कहा करवाया Thank you.